1: players
0: step your game up don't be sluggish or lazy or jimmy j might hit you with a shaky baby catch him on youtube or any podcast platform breaking all the news down like shack does the backboards no hot takes this is where the hottest debates at now kick your feet up because it's time for straight facts
1: What's going on y'all welcome back to straight facts a sports show that educates and entertains as always brought to you by the up on game presents network make sure you guys are subscribing to up on game on Spotify on Apple music on YouTube wherever you get your podcast LaVar Arrington and company do a great job on our parent network but you know who also does a great job my guys Jake Galley and stat Matt Robinson before we get started we was just talking about it off camera. Y'all got to Y'all listeners, viewers on YouTube, everyone got to give stat Matt a little appreciation because the brother is on vacation and told his family, hey, I can't go to the water park tonight. Like, hey, I can't I can't go see the stars tonight. I got a pod to make. So, Matt, we appreciate you for keeping that dedication up, man.
2: No problem. I, I made sure that like <laughs> I don't want to sound that selfless. Like I made sure I got my my relaxing time and I scheduled <laughs> my time so I, I wasn't missing a lot of relaxing time. No,
1: Matt, you put your family, your family's needs got put on the back burner for our (laughs) podcast needs. And I'm okay with that. But I'm okay with that.
0: In a lot of ways, he is like Baker Mayfield, had to fly home from vacation to get his physical done. Matt, he has to fly home from the outside of wherever he is. Uh, We won't divulge that to the listeners. Um,
1: And do the podcast. I mean, he's a warrior. He's he's, he's a warrior. You know who used to be a warrior? Great segue by me. (laughs) Great segue by me. Mr. Kevin Durant. And and Kevin Durant also finds himself in the middle of, Jake, we got to put that, we might got to put that one up top, man. That's just, that's, <laughs> Good one. That that's just, just so well done. Um, but Kevin Durant, along with his teammate Kyrie Irving, finds himself in the middle of, once again, the talks of free agency come summertime. And Jake and Matt, for all our Straight Facts listeners, you guys know that Jake and Matt were just on YouTube, kind of breaking down that situation. And it hasn't changed from Sunday to now. And if anything, we've got some new kind of utterings, some new um, details about this possible trade, this possible move for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving that we got to break it down and discuss, man. It's the offseason. So we're getting to them big narratives. So just to, to start off the top with this KD and Kyrie situation, we'll start on the KD side of things right now. It was reported that my Phoenix Suns offered or put on the table for them, DeAndre Ayton, Cameron Payne, I believe one older role player, I think Cam Johnson off the top of my head, and four first-round picks. And the Brooklyn Nets said no, not enough. No deal. So since, since the Nets are living in this fantasy land of they're going to get your big three and then your next picks for the next five years, what Who do you see Kevin Durant going to? What do you think the market will end up becoming for, for Kevin Durant? Yeah, I don't
0: think it's so much that the offer was like super far off. You just can't say yes to the, that's, that's negotiating one-on-one, never say yes to the first offer. Uh, if the first a really good offer is the best offer you're going to get, say yes. Dog. But it when you are holding the cards, I should say, don't jump at the first offer. But <clears throat> um I, I think a lot of it goes to really deciding what they want. And this is what Matt and I talked about, like, Josiah, apparently the owner, does not want to go into a rebuild. He does not want to strip it down, go the youth way, because they don't have their own pick. So even if you stink, you're not going to be able to capitalize on the stinkiness. So I think bringing in guys like Ayton, Mikel Bridges, or just overall young and good players who they can build around is going to be uh, what they're focused on. To me, though, and we can open this up to some other teams and who you guys think, but to me... There's really two, but, but really only one narrative-wise that I think he can go to, and it's a jersey that he's already donned before. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder notoriously have more picks than anyone in the history of picks ever existing in any sport. They have more picks. So when you look at the pick package alone that they could offer, and then also the young players who were signed on for multiple years, you know, Pokachevsky's a guy who might come up. Josh Giddy is a guy. I doubt she, they Shea. She, I doubt she, I, I, I doubt. Right. See, that's the thing. If I'm moving Shay, I'm not including a ton of picks, maybe some picks, but you're not getting much more. Like Shay for KD. KD's gonna ha- give me five more good years, solid years. Fingers crossed. Hopefully Shay will give you ten, ten to ten to twelve, maybe ten to eleven. Stock
2: just rose from one summer league game. Maybe he's Gets rid of a couple well, I
0: think people who were down on Chet were a little foolish. But Chet's another name that, like, again, maybe you don't add more on top of it. But if I'm if I am Joe and if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm licking my chops at the war chest of both players and picks that OKC has.
1: And 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 I actually like the OKC thing. One Kevin Durant's familiar with the town. He's familiar with the city. And he's hinted at OKC before like, hey, I'm not shutting the door and coming back. Y'all treated me so well. I loved building up that franchise. Like you guys will always be home. He said that before. So I don't think like he's got to add a team to his wish list for them to be traded there, for him to be traded there. But I, I don't think it's I see him being able to add OKC. The only pushback I have to it is they only check two of the three boxes. And right now, Sean Marks need three boxes checked. Future picks, young players, and a star right now. And if you're not gonna will, if you're not willing to give up Shea, who's right on the cusp of that, but still doesn't really check that box of the way. If you're not willing to give up Shea, you don't have that star for me. And if 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 if, he's, if the Thunder want to do business, I think the first thing that the Nets ask for is Shea Gilgis Ale- Alexander, and then we can go on past that. But if they're not willing to give up Shea, that I, that I I think they move on from OKC too, and maybe I'm saying this because I just want them to end up spinning the block back to Phoenix. But that's just I what think, I
2: see. I think people are underrating how much leverage Josiah has in this situation because you
1: don't got a lot. Of no,
2: Dur- Durant's under contract for four more years. Strong. That's a big one. So it's like everyone in basketball media, including us, want a trade to happen as soon as possible because it's interesting content. But if you're Josiah, you you can just wait until, oh, maybe maybe another star gets disgruntled and wants hit out of a different – maybe Jimmy Butler wants out of Miami or whatever. I'm just making stuff up, but mm-hmm. just like that kind of thing. And like Maury did that with Ben Simmons where yep, he waited yep, yep. A half a year until the Harden thing happened instead of trading him for peanuts. So, so I can do the same thing for the Nets. He doesn't have to just jump at the most like juicy opportunity that he sees tomorrow. He can sit and wait for what he f- wants for his team.
1: And that's and that's actually really interesting you bring that up because that's actually not something I've thought of until you said it. That Daryl Morey handled this situation or handled his situation almost the exact same way that Joe is handling is, but Joe Sy has a more valuable asset in Kevin Durant than he does Ben Simmons on an expiring deal. So, like, he does have the liberty of, I won't say he has the liberty. That's the wrong way of putting it. He has the option of waiting because stars inevitably will just go get disgruntled. And as long as Donovan Mitchell is still in Utah and Damian Lillard is still in Portland and these, these stars that have known to be at the end of like their, you know, of their patience, as long as they're still there, there's always an option that that star gets disgruntled and that player just wants to do, that team just wants to do a one on one trade because they got to get rid of it now. But that's a risk. Like, that's not a guaranteed because Portland could make a move that makes Damian Lillard say like, okay, I'll stay. Utah traded away Rudy Gobert, which make Donovan Mitchell say like, okay, I, I like the direction of this team better. I'll stay. Because from where I sit, I kind of think that they Kevin Durant loses value the closer and closer you get to the season. You have the ability for a star to get disgruntled when the season starts but if that doesn't happen and i think it's more likely that that doesn't happen than it does if it doesn't happen now every team in the league knows that you have one of the best players who publicly doesn't want to play for you anymore and now you're desperate because now you're about to go into the season with an asset who don't want to play for you right now so i think if that's a that's a gamble that they take are you willing to take that risk or do you take the 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 offers that have been on the good offers that have been on the table and get something for Kevin Durant because Jake, you hit it at the very top. If Sean Marks plays his cards right between Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, the Nets are in the playoffs next year. Like if he trades right, they get a good team back. Well,
0: and I wonder, and this is kind of why I think they're in a really good position, like you can play the long game. I think you can play the long game with Kevin Durant because of obviously the contract situation. But also there's the possibility that if you're able to flip Kyrie Irving, like like let's say, okay, we're about at the season. Everyone at this point is locked into what their team is going to be and they're not going to trade for Kevin Durant. Okay, but a guy who's less valuable, at least in the eyes of opposing teams, is Kyrie Irving and also probably the reason why Kevin Durant is somewhat unhappy with how the Nets have gone. So if you can flip Kyrie for something that is going to be you know, usable and something that you can build your team into. Maybe it can't be as good as your triple headed monster that you had with Harden, Kyrie and KD, but maybe it can be just as good in the fact that they are always going to play, give a hundred percent effort. And now you have something that KD wants to buy into. He is the most fickle star in the NBA. So it would not, I don't put it beyond KD, like I want out of here. Oh, we go make a run to the finals because you retooled and Ben Simmons works out and we have a good team. Ah, All right, guys. Um, You know what? Maybe this isn't so bad. I don't
1: put that past him. Now, let me pose this scenario to y'all. Say Sean Marks just decides to hold his hand. I'm not going to make any impulsive decisions in the summer. These two are under contract for at least a season. If they go to the regular season without trading these two, do you think there's a chance that KD and Kyrie kind of just suck it up and say, hey, man, why don't we just make one last run at this thing then? If we weren't traded and we're here while the season starts, do you think they kind of rescind it or they're willing to play through it or do you think they sit when the season starts?
2: I will never predict what Kyrie Irving Smart will man. or will not do for the rest Such of my life. Man. But I think I think KD loves playing basketball. He missed, he missed the whole season because of an Achilles. He's not going to sit out. He knows his mm-hmm. age is going up there. He's he's gonna play if if he's on the roster for game one for the Nets this year. He'll he'll make it known in the media that he wants to leave. I'm sure, but he'll still play just because he loves basketball.
1: And what's crazy, I agree with you, 100% agree with you. He loves the bass. He loves basketball as much as anybody in the league does. And what's a double edged sword for KD is if he goes out there, he doesn't know how to not be KD, even if he's saying after every game, I don't want to be here. Well, well, Kevin, why do you how do you not want to be here if you just had thirty five and seventeen? Like, how <laughs> that don't look like you don't want to be here. That looks like you're very happy here. That looks like you want to win a championship here. And I'm not sure what that does for him because at one point that makes every other team in the league be like, man, he's hooping and he doesn't want to be there. Let's just go get him. But it also lets the Nets go like, man, if you're here winning games for us, like I'm in, I'm in no rush to trade you. You under contract, buddy. Like you, you still ours. Um.
0: So I think I before we move on. I just want to give another possible destination because we mentioned OKC as one place that may have the assets to do it. I think really the only other place, if I, if, if you hold Joe side to his word and he wants a young player, a star and a bunch of picks and he wants it to be the biggest in NBA history. Really, the only other team that could make that happen is the New Orleans Pelicans. And they have all the picks from the Anthony Davis trade. The late the, the Lakers picks in like, Four or five years from now are going to be the number one over. Like when LeBron and Russell Westbrook retire, and
1: AD right when they all leave, yeah. and
0: when AD's old or gone, those picks are going to be valuable. So I think they probably have some pretty value, pretty good value in the picks. And then when you look at the players, like if I'm trying to replace KD on the wing, I would love to slide Brandon Ingram in there as my star. It's KD Junior, right? Exactly. He's, he's almost. He's a. He's a little KD. And then you also right. have a. a a really wide uh, cache of young players who can do a lot of things. You talk about New Orleans, you know, they had a little bit of success towards the end of the year. They weren't a great team, but once they added C.J. McCollum back, um, they got a lot better. So Herb Jones would be a guy who I throw out there. Mm -hmm. So let's say right now I'm going to give you two deals, one from OKC, one from New Orleans. New Orleans offers, let's just say they both, both teams offer five picks, five first rounders, let's just say. And the, t- the two players added are Herb Jones and Brandon Ingram from the Pelicans. And then OKC adds in Shea and um, Pokachevsky, let's just say. Poku. <sighs> Who are you taking? New Orleans. New Orleans. Wow. wow, New not, Orleans. Even,
1: wow not even not close. Even, not even a question. Well, the gap. If I'm if I'm the
2: Nets is, and I'm trading KD to OKC, to I need, prototype. I need I need Chet Holmgren. Wow, you're drawing I, a hard, I, hard line.
1: I, I if you're giving me Shea, I might I might digress at Chet Holmgren. Um, not as not as tall, but you know it, the the star. The he's proven in the league. Chet's played one summer league game. He's great, ton of upside. But Shea's proven in the league. I'm giving up proven and I'm getting proven. But if I'm giving up KD and I look at those two offers, Brandon Ingram is the archetype of KD. That, that, that is KD Jr. That is even a the demeanor. They even got the same cool kind of, I just want to hoop kind of demeanor. So I like that. And I think Herb Jones I, I, is... Uh, Brandon Ingram, Herb really Jones.
2: good player. Really happy that he's improved. He's set an improvement his whole career. He's not in this i don't, i think it's unfair to durant to compare him to durant cuz durant go, was like the lead, lead, was the league leading scorer when he was like 20 years old ingram ingram's just are well, really good he's like a he's now an all-star like lower level all-star uh after his 5th year in the league like mm-hmm, great here. job but like i don't think that's comparable here,
1: here, go Matt, nitpicking on my argument again, because he, he right, because I and maybe it's how I word these things. I got in a similar type of debate the other week. Play type, similar play styles. I'm not oh. not how good it is, but how they play the game. They both like to get the their spot the on the floor. Yeah, archetype, archetype, not same level of player, because we're talking about a top three player in the world, but same archetype. Right. Love to operate in the mid-range, can play one through four, guard one through four, one through five at times, like long, lanky, combo guard. Like, yeah, same, same archetype of player. Um, and I think Brandon Ingram is at a higher level right now than Shea is. So if I want the, the best player back, like the best player I'm getting in that package is Brandon Ingram, and Herb Jones is a great complimentary piece, piece on any on any team play. That's a guy who's going to go do the dirty work for you. Yeah. Loves to live on defense. And if I look around the Nets team, defense isn't always emphasized at the Brooklyn Nets. So get a guy who just loves doing it on his own.
2: I got Ben. For, for me, if I'm the Nets, I completely blow it up at this point. And when you blow it up, you want, and you have no picks, you trade for picks and super young talent. And Brandon Ingram to me, I'm changing my mind. Well, based on what Jake suggested, I still say, go with the New Orleans pick. But I still think Oklahoma City is a more enticing um, object because Chet Holmgren was drafted second overall. He was expecting he was going to be on a team that stinks for the next three years. I think that needs to be – and I think the Nets should trade everyone. And I that includes <laughs> Curry. That includes Simmons. That includes – and then oh, Curry. And, the, and get his – recover your lost picks and just be a bad team for three years with young up-and-coming talent. They don't have to be off
1: Not doing it. But that's what Matt's saying. He's get the picks back. But, Matt, you're not talking about blowing it up. You're talking about dropping the atom bomb on it. You're talking about like decimating the team. You just complete start from scratch, and Ben Simmons <laughs> looks like Will see. Ben Smith Simmons Smith is not going to try episode, if he's uh, on a
2: bad teams. team, so you got to get rid of him.
0: Well, which is why you have incentive to build around him. I think you can't stink – because you don't have your own picks. There's no reason to stink if you don't have your own picks because you need another team to stink for you for, for if you're trading for
1: yeah.
2: um,
0: picks. Unless you trade, you could trade them to the Rockets, give Jalen Green and a whole bunch of picks. Yeah, actually KD. It's,
2: it's actually Expect. a little bit better when you have other teams' picks in this sense because you you have picks, but they're not dependent on how you play. So you don't have to worry about, oh, no, we went 30 and 52. We were a little too good this year. And you can But still, at least still.
1: you can control that. If you're hoping that another team is bad, and all of a sudden they go, what you going to do? Call that GM and said, "Hey, guy, we got your pick. Like, we didn't think you were going to be this good. You mind stinking it up a little bit for us so we can get in the lottery? Like, at least I can control that, or like it's it's under my watch. You can't really control it if your players want to go out and play, but you know what I mean."
0: This is Fantasy Basketball, Dynasty Fantasy Basketball 101. You need your own picks to stink because then there's no point in That's stinking. That's where
1: it's coming from. That's, That's where coming how from. I know. Um, uh, really, before we move on, the last thing before we move on, the, what I was thinking as to why, this, why the KD trade hasn't happened yet and all the reasons why, and why Sean Marks and the Brooklyn Nets continue to strike down trade offers and you guys covered it in your offseason video, your off-season trades video too. Um, Rudy Gobert got the farm. I mean, got the farm, got the house, got the tractor, got custody of the kids. Rudy Gobert demanded everything. And if I'm Sean Marks and he got two, three players and four first-round picks, what can I get for Kevin Durant? Like, if, if that's what teams are willing to give for Rudy Gobert, for a guy who's at the butt of a lot of jokes? What about a top three player in the league? Because you hear guys like Woj and Sham say how the market is still forming. It's still taking shape for KD. And I think that has something to do with it. Like, I got to watch this, how other players are getting traded. And no, Jake, it don't make I see you shaking your head. It don't make sense. There's no reason to it. But if I'm Sean Marks, it don't got to make sense, man. Like, I thought... I,
0: up to Annie. As a society we had moved past the need for Rudy Gobert. I thought we were entering an era of NBA basketball where the center can do everything. Everything is switchable. Rudy Gobert is a joke. These are Mm. things that we all know to be true. So why is Rudy Gobert getting five, six picks traded for him and two players? It doesn't make Mm. any sense. It doesn't Mm. make any sense to a team that already has a center
1: who some would call a top five center. Well, I blame Cat. Not a lot of people are going to blame Cat. I blame Cat for wanting to be a guard. You are seven feet tall. You should not desire to be one of the best three-point shooters in the league. That shouldn't be your desire. You shouldn't want to operate on the perimeter. If you don't get your seven foot behind on the block, hey, go dunk on I, I wish I was the GM when Cat came into office and said, hey, you know who we should trade for? You know who we should give a go? Like How about the... Rudy Gobert?
2: I'm
1: going right. to trade you for saying that. I'm going to trade you for saying that. For
2: yeah. You're going right. to have Cat having to play perimeter defense a lot. Better than not even post defense.
1: He's a he's No, a I best. know. But, and, you, uh, but that's you, why he wants Gobert. That's exactly why he wants because defense in general. Cat don't want to have to worry about it. But defense.
2: if you're seven foot and big, you can just put your Are arms right? up on post defense and be passable. You would think. You would think. You
1: would think, but Cat wants to be a 6'4 guard so bad it's painful. But I do think that that market for Rudy Gobert, that demand for Rudy Gobert has made Sean Marks go back to the drawing board a little bit and be like, hey, we might be able to reevaluate what we're asking for if teams are being that dumb this summer. If teams are just throwing out stuff this summer, let's see what we can get. Let's try to hold off. But we will continue to monitor this Kevin Durant situation as it probably will continue to go for the summer. Um, And we'll move on to other things that we're continuing to monitor too. Um, And that is Zion Williamson, who people have been monitoring for, at this point, two years now, uh, for him to get back on the court. But New Orleans has a big decision to make. Before they can even think about making a decision for Kevin Durant, they have to decide what they're going to do with their top pick and Zion Williamson, who is eligible for a max contract extension this summer. So simple question to y'all. Matt alluded to it in your video, so I'm going to let Matt go first to get it out. Should Zion Williamson get that max contract extension from the New Orleans Pelicans?
2: I said, what I said the other day is that he shouldn't get it, but you have to give it. And I stand by that. Because, why, like,
1: why shouldn't he get it?
2: it's so risky yeah. but it's also way too risky not to because if you look at a team like New Orleans there's always there's the ink, like rumors that Zion wants out in New Orleans have already come up which is really bad when you look just look at the Anthony Davis left after one contract and you need to have stars say in New Orleans. Uh, Chris Paul was only there for like four or five years before he got traded to the Clippers. Uh, he's a little longer than that, but no, it's five years. And it's just, they need a franchise standard bearer, but someone with Zion's injury history, it's so risky. And it's not just the injury history, it's the body type. It's such a bizarre body type. And the way, and the reason, one of the reasons why he's so good is because of his ferociousness with his body which just leads to more injury prone situations so i I think it's something that you're just kind of forced into doing and i wouldn't call it's not i wouldn't call it a bad move but it's if you're just looking at it as a math problem it's the wrong move
1: i i hear you and and to clarify zion williamson did get the max contract extension Five years 193 million dollars could could end up being around two what 203 or something it's like that. Two, it might Sorry. be up to two thirds, depending on that it's a bunch it's of similar to Jaws. Yeah. It's similar to Jaws contract where it can hit up it's to the like same 220, one. Yeah. 230. Um, my question is, do, do you think he should have gotten it? Would you would you have given right. that to him? So let me just clarify that a little bit. But no, Matt, I, I hear what you're saying. The risk out, you know, there's a big risk to it, but in the NBA. professional sports, man, if you have that number one pick, if you have that high upside as a GM, you can't justify not swinging for that. If you're a team like New Orleans Pelicans, this is the realization of moves you made three years ago, right? You, you traded Anthony Davis, you put him on a minutes restriction (laughs) to say that we're going to trade him. You acquire all these assets for him. You stink, you're bad, and you go and get the number one overall pick. And we have yet to see Zion really operate for a full season. Yes, that's injury, but the last quote-unquote full season he played was 2020 in that shortened season. 61 games played, 27 points per game, 7 rebounds on 61% from the field. And an all-star.
2: Incredible. Incredible. like unbelievably like Unbelievable. great numbers
1: i cannot trade that i cannot trade that i can't let that walk i have to sign that because that's box office and the other side of signing somebody is the business side and the business side says that zion williamson puts asses in seats and for a team like the new orleans pelicans that's not a given if anything, that's an uphill battle, battle almost on a on a nightly basis. And, but that is a that's a fan base that can't wait to cheer for something good again. You remember the last time Anthony Davis had them in the playoffs, 2017? And and 18, yeah. they got 18, they got they got swept by the Warriors, if I remember correctly, but all of them close games. Even one of them went to overtime. So competitive games, good games. And I remember that stadium was rocking. They were loving that. Right.
0: They they beat the Blazers. Right, they yeah, beat the yeah, Blazers. With-
2: you're, you're thinking to get to you're getting point. they they lost to the Warriors in the playoffs in 2015. That's when they got swept. And in 2018, they lost years. in five. And they swept the Blazers in the first round in 2018.
1: To get to that point, right, yeah. right. So if you remember that that fan base, that city, in that time, they loved it. They were they were choosing one. It was a ruckus center. I'm like, I don't ever remember Smoothie King getting like this. That's a uh, well, that's a, a fan base.
2: That's sorry, a fan I, base I just, that like, I hate that stadium name, Smoothie, that's Kings. I smoothie know, King. Smoothie King, the worst it stadium is, name in crazy. all sports.
1: But, but to me, that's a fan base that's ready to cheer on something again. And if you give them something, if you twenty seven and seven on sixty one percent from the field in your second year, absolutely, you get that boy that money. Absolutely, and he doesn't have to be. He's not the driver of the team anymore. I think the CJ McCullough move is great for Zion Williamson because he's not the voice of the team. He's he doesn't have to worry about everybody else along with himself. CJ will worry about everybody else. Zion, you go worry about yourself. I'll make sure that the team's direction stays aligned as the veteran statesman. I think it's a great move.
0: I do love them bringing in vets to kind of surround Zion and also just building out the team. So like, you know, if something does happen to Zion, we might, we maybe we won't win a title, but we'll still be relatively okay. If we can get, you know, flip him or get assets for him, whatever, whatever the worst case scenario is, Um, My main thing with Zion, and I am a massive fan of his talent and who he is as a player. I think that when he's on the court, you could put him up there in the top 10 of the um, NBA just because he has an unstoppability factor to his game. Uh He is going, not a ton you can do with it. Look, I watched the summer league last night. Kenny Lofton Jr.'s son is about 300 pounds, built like Zion, and was unstoppable. unstoppable. That boy moved, though. Because of his size and his agility at at that size, so a lot of those same qualities are multiplied in Zion, obviously to a much higher degree. But like looking back through the history of top picks, that you know the big question comes up: they've been injured, and the question is, do you max them? Do you not max them? Embiid is a guy who was like that. He got five years, hundred forty seven million. You would say it ended up pretty well. He's MVP candidate, but. There's been a lot of times where he has not been it's, available it's a, at the end of the year.
2: Absolutely like you don't have to question whether that's worth it. It's it's no question. 100%. Another guy,
0: another guy who maybe you do question just because of how it turned out. Christoph Porzingis, still battles injuries and ended up not just and and you know, I think it's maybe the injuries made it this way, but I don't think he's the player we all thought he was initially it's, in it, the well, first no. couple of years.
1: Because there's some months where I'm like, oh, that boy might have earned his contract. And then the next month, he shows me that I didn't. Well, I, in my opinion, he is
0: like what I think fans hope Chet Walker becomes, is what we thought he was. Chet is Hol- like, Chet Holmgren. I'm Chet sorry. Chet, yes, Chet Holmgren. I'm sorry. Is a guy who is like almost like this seven foot KD unicorn type. And he's really just not. He's a shooter. He's a seven foot stretch four. anyways, mm-hmm. moving. He got five years, 158 mil because he was an all star. Kyrie Irving maxed out at the time. Remember, Duke and in the NBA, big time injuries. Five years, 94 mil, they end up winning a championship with him. Well, obviously, big help from LeBron. Um, Blake Griffin is the last guy on our list. Again, he was instrumental in getting the Clippers to whip the heights they got to, but when they got to those heights, he would exit stage left with an injury sometimes. So. Ultimately, when you look at the big guys who we mentioned, Blake Griffin and Bede Porzingis, varying degrees of success, even at their best, what befalls them is the fact, the unavoidable fact, that the most important games and the games that you are judged on happen at the end of the season after you've played 82 games. And And when you're a guy as big as Zion, I really worry. And as explosive as Zion is, I really worry about his durability. But again... I say all this to say, you had no choice. You had no New choice
1: because you're New Orleans. You are, you are not like you are the New Orleans Pelicans. Some some self awareness has to go in with this too. Who are we to let Zion Williamson walk? Are you kidding me? Like Adam Silver might actually step in and be like, "Yo, like y'all need to turn a profit." Giving him 230 million. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'll pay for it if you if you need to. Um, but of that list, I think the most comparable was Blake Griffin. Um. Because you look at it, he missed his entire actual rookie season with the with the injury and then came back the next season and won Rookie of the Year, won a slam dunk contest, was an all-star, and then ended up blossoming into being the star in the league. And when he did that, his game also progressed. That's something that everyone's looking for for Zion, too, is when he gets healthy, how will his game progress? Blake Griffin, remember, like Zion, could only dunk the ball. And now, and then by the all-star level of Blake Griffin, this man was dribbling at 94 feet behind his back, doing no-look passes, pulling up from three, tween-tween between the legs. Like the game progressed exponentially once he showed those little signs of health. And I think Zion Williamson can do that. It's just about getting him on the floor, getting him the right regimen and allowing that stamina to build up. Because what also hurts you with an injury is you never allow your body to get through those games to show your body that we can do it. You always hit a 40-game wall, so your body thinks to the next 40 games, we're going to have to bow out. At some Once you finally put that first 75-game season together, 70-game season together, and you're like, whoa, like, hey, we can do this. I know how to pace myself. I know how to knock an injury. I know how to make it through the season so that I'm most impactful in those playoff games, in those postseason games. But if I'm just looking at the start of the careers, who got it? from the injury I'm liking it to Blake Griffin and that further just drives my point home of New Orleans you had no choice you were fooling yourself if you thought this was a debate but you had no choice you had to pay that man
2: yeah agreed yeah Absolutely. I, I, I I'm less enthusiastic agree but I think Zion is the modern day Barkley if he can stay healthy I think yeah, yeah. Magic. I think he's I really think he's that talented um I I just I'm really pessimistic about his health, but I agree. You, you do have to do the I contract.
1: I, I, I get it. And for a 6'8", I'll be generous, <laughs> 230, two 240. Real generous. That's really two, generous. 250, I'll be generous. For a 6'8", 250 guy, he's got the worst injury, them knees. I I'd almost knee your ankle is the worst thing you could have for a guy who bends the floor when he jumps off of it. That's the worst thing you could have. So I understand the apprehension, Matt. But then I come back with you 60 games played, 27-7 on 61% from the field. When when's the last time New Orleans saw that? Yeah. Davis. Right. <laughs> never. Anthony He's Davis.
0: I'll say, you know, you make the Charles Barkley point. I'll call him Little Shaq because the brutality that he exhibits in the paint. I've just, it, it is so rare. And that's why you do it. And also, last point here for me, I think that that gives you even more incentive because now you have Zion maxed and we think that his shelf life may not be too long. Now it gives you even more incentive, incentive to go empty out the war chest for Kevin Durant and really push your time frame forward.
1: Well, okay. So if they empty out the, the chest. If they try to go get Kevin Durant, you know the first person who Sean Marks was going to ask for, and well, the money works. And and Jake, the money works perfectly. But you're like, never giving up. Like I that's, wouldn't. That's what, but that's what, no. You're not. I'm sorry. They asked us for Devin Booker. He's going to ask for Zion. That's just what he's going to do. Like he had the forth. gall to ask us for Devin Booker. So yes,
0: but I would. It's never a
1: formality. It. I mean, yeah. if you shoot for the moon, you're going to land amongst the stars. So we're going to start up here. And then when they knock us down to, it's still going to be a high point. So that, that's who they're going to ask for. So if you're in New Orleans and you do go and get Kevin Durant and you surround yourself, Kevin Durant with Zion Williamson and CJ McCollum, now you're looking at a team who's going to knock on the door in the West. Very much going to knock on the door in the West. But is that But is that, is that what you're willing to sell it for? That big three, is that what you're willing to sell it for? No,
0: right. I, I don't think, right. A big three of McCollum, Zion, and KD, I'd give a lot for. I'd, I'd do a lot for that, of KD, BI, and... No, no,
1: I was thinking I, BI would go. I was thinking they'd ask for Zion. You'd say, no, you end up sending BI and company. Oh, I would say... Sky- I, I, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I doing that. Yeah, that that skyrockets you to the top of the Western Conference, huh. for sure. But All right, so Zion, it's, it's the time where young players start to get their contracts. And we saw, what's that, the, the 2019 draft? Yep. 2018 2019, draft? 2019, 2019. 2019 draft is now slated to be the next people to get their big contracts. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Up next is 2022 or 2020, 2020.
1: 2019 was Zion, John Morant, everyone who got their big contracts. Next up, next slated to get their big paydays is the 2020 draft class. Guys like LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Desmond Bain, your boy, Tyrese Maxey. So let's break this down here and just look ahead a little bit get out in the forefront of guys who are going to be looking to be extended come next summer and let's put them in the categories of obvious future max contracts gonna get a ma- gonna get a resigned deal but how big is it going to be and head scratchers I got no idea of this guy is going to do so who do we put in the obvious in the obvious category of that draft class they're going to get resigned they're going to get a max resigned uh,
0: I think right off the bat, and you guys could tell me, there's two guys in my opinion that are no doubt, no doubt. It seems like Matt has maybe a third guy who's no doubt. Um, but Lamelo and Anthony Edwards, even with the Gobert stuff, to me have to be like guaranteed. Max's. I don't think they could get if away. From Rudy it. If Gobert
2: bears the reason you don't give Anthony Edwards a match, you've got on oh, un- ball, <laughs> I'll pass out. Oh. That, that that would be like malpractice. Of oh my god, that would make me. So I didn't angry. even Matt
1: I, Matt. I didn't even think about that. No, you've you've got to you've got to force ownership to sell. You've got to fire everybody. You've got to. That, oh my god, oh my god. If that if that Ends up tying them in a bind where they can't give Anthony Edwards a max, and they're like, Hey man, we can give you like 170, but we can't give you a max. You gotta say, You gotta, no, first I, I, I don't think, yeah, I don't
0: think That's that will gonna, come.
2: That will it's,
1: come. it's not gonna bind them, but I think for LaMelo and Anthony Edwards, they find it kind of fall in the same category as Zion Williamson with the Pelicans, where you have two franchises that have been desolate to use your word, Jake, desolate have been just mediocre, mediocre, cannot penetrate that barrier. And if you got someone as box office as Anthony Edwards and LaMelo ball, who are you to not max extend them? Like who, who have you had that you can say like, no, cause we had this player and we need to give who, who, who is there? Like Anthony Edwards is the next one. Like clearly is going to be next up. And Lamelo Ball has brought more excitement to the New Orleans Hornets in two years than they've had since Michael Jordan took over. Charlotte, so Charlotte Hornets. Sorry that then since Michael Jordan has taken over. So
0: yeah, these are the jaw, these are the Trey Youngs and Lucas of the of the past years where it's it's not even a second thought. Mainly for for two reasons: one, they deserve it; two, what's the alternative for that franchise? You know. So,
1: so I mean, if, if I can see an owner slash GM not doing it, it's Michael Jordan, even with Lamelo. But I even I even think you've got to realize the the gravitational pull that your star has, and Lamelo Ball is the type of player. Anthony Edwards is also the type of player that makes people want to play with them. Like if you're a, if you're a player looking for greener pastures, if you're a star or or an up and coming star looking for greener pastures. And you want to pair yourself with the next another young up and coming star? Those are two guys you look at and say, "Like I would love to play alongside those two. They're going to give me a hundred percent every night. They're going to go out and and do their job at an all star type level, and we're going to be able to win games. So I think it's you know, we're right to put them in that, no doubt. Matt, did you have a third person that you I think? I did have, have a no third, doubt?
2: and that's that's Desmond Bain. I think it's incredibly. <laughs> Jake's face. Interesting. Jake, no, it's just interesting.
0: It's just interesting oh. to me that Desmond Bain is getting a max contract, but somehow during our playoff <laughs> draft, he was a bad pick.
1: So go ahead, Matt.
2: So so the Memphis Grizzlies. That is forced, great.
1: That's great, by the way. such a full circle moment.
2: Forced the NBA champions to six games without their star, John Morant. That is a heck of an accomplishment. When you have two players so young and so and so integral to the team, they had the second best record in the NBA. Desmond Bain's going to say, "Give me the max. You have to give me the max." Look how good we are, and they're going to say, "Yes, you, you and Ja, you're our max players. We'll sort everything else out." That's just what you have to do. He actually leads the draft class in win chairs like for the twenty twenty draft <laughs> class. Like
1: he's that. That's. I haven't heard Winchairs in a good little bit, man.
2: Winchairs no, has some problems. Uh, I'm so, <laughs> I'm sorry, wrong. Actually, Tyrese Halliburton is first in Winchairs, which doesn't help my case. But he's oh, first man. in Winchairs for 48. No, he's not. That's Paul uh-huh. Reed. But Uh-oh. he's first. uh <laughs> he, he Uh-oh. Let's he, go. <laughs> wow. Oh, I thought he so, but he's he's the most important. He is of all the players in the draft class he's been the most important to a team that's contended for for a title and and I know that helps that he got drafted 30th overall but he his step up and improvement from year one to year two there's a chance that next year he averages 24 25 points per game and that's just something you can't like his trajectory he, just keeps going
0: is he good ahead. go ahead jake no good I was going to say, do you ever envision him though? And this really isn't what the max contract is, but it's how players are judged when they are on a max contract. Can he be the first or second best player on a team?
2: He can be the second best player on a team.
0: So then, yeah, I think maybe you do. Now then the question then becomes, can you fit everyone else in if you do give him that max? And I, I don't believe they can when you get their Brandon Clarks and all the other right. guys.
1: And and, and there, so there's there's two reasons why I just slightly push back on the Desmond Bain thing. I do think he's a great young player. I think he's gonna demand a big extension. Why I don't know if it's Max is if he does what he did this year again next year, which all signs point that he's going to, but he's got to prove it again next year. It's not built in like it is Anthony Edwards and Lamelo that they're going to get this max next year. Desmond Bain's got to do it again and show me that this wasn't a flash in the pan that he can sustain that level of play. And then Jake, your point is the second reason why I would push back on it because you have to make sure that if you're going to take up a max slot for Desmond Bain, that you have all your ducks in a row, that you're okay with who you have your money allocated to for the next year, for who you want to sign that you can bring back those other players who have contracts that are going to run out to make sure your team is better. And, Every summer, there's some star that wants to get moved. There's some pieces around the league you want to move. If you lock yourself into Desmond Bain, you better make sure you don't miss out on some other star, some other piece that you could bring in for that max slot. There's just things to think about. But we could be a year from now, Matt, and Desmond Bain is in the no doubt he should have gotten that max contract, et cetera, or no doubt he should get it by the end of the summer. He's just not fair. If there could be a middle ground between gets it but how much and definitely max i'd put him right there
2: he's just in that's, limbo that's with it fair yeah yeah
1: you know, just in limbo with it for me but i, I agree the trajectory trajectory that desmond bait is on is nearing that max slot and the and between him and DeAnthony melton they made that series much 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 closer than it should have been without Ja. so you gotta give him credit for that
0: and like moving and you met, you mentioned um you know big but how big i think i agree He fits in that category and a guy who we do have in that category on our script, but I think is more apt to be in the obvious or trending towards obvious is Tyrese Halliburton. Hmm. He's a guy who has put up production granted on bad teams, but you look at what the Pacers have done and what they continue to do with their youth movement. Miles Turner apparently is expected to be moved this offseason. So they're really stripping down and committing to their youth, which the first move and the biggest move so far they've done to do that was to bring in Tyrese Halliburton. So I'm not saying that he's that much better than Desmond Bain or Tyrese Maxey or or a couple of the other guys who we've mentioned, but I just think he means more to that franchise than some of the other guys do.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Tyrese Halliburton coming next summer is a guy that we're going to say like, yes, give him his contract. Just depends on how much. But I think Tyrese Halliburton falls in that category of player where the team has liberty to go to him and say, hey, man, we want to invest with you long term. We like you want to build it, help build a team around you or have you be a very contributing piece into a team that we're building. But work with us. Like if you sit here and demand a max, that just puts us in a bind for who else we could put around you next to you, who else we can resign. Know that if you're Tyrese Halliburton. And are, are you Ready? To take Indiana on your back, Paul George style because if you want if you're ready to do that and and we're confident in doing that here go your max
2: Halberton has the yeah. disadvantage of Indiana saying we didn't trade a max like we didn't look at what we traded for you we didn't trade someone that was like worthy of a max back to Sacramento that's but, true. We
1: trade us a bonus. I know yeah. that's
2: on Sacramento because Sacramentos
1: yeah
2: idiot idiots but like yeah, they uh, the way they valued Halliburton in that trade wasn't as a max player. They'll give him a really big contract. I just don't see Halliburton getting a max.
0: Here's here's what I'm gonna lay it out. Twenty-two year old who averages seventeen point five points per game, nine point six assists, one point eight steals on forty-one percent three-point shooting. That guy's a max player, especially if he's two years in the league. Two years the in the league doing that.
1: If that. If all the n- other numbers stay and that 17 goes to 25, maximum. But if that if it stays in that 20 range or below, 190 them, 180 them. But yeah. I can't give them a max. I can live with I, that. I can't give them max. I can, no, I can live. I can, with that. I can, you know what I mean? And if I'm yo, and if I'm the patients, I go to Tyrese and say, hey man, what can't you do with 190 that you could do with 230 with 210? What can't you do? You can go everywhere else. Everybody else is going. I get it. And that's a little bit conjecture and trying to be funny because it's it's your value in the league. I get it. But like, you, you're you not willing to leave 20 on the table for me so we can go get somebody else too and really try to build a team. Like, like is that really what's going to stop you from that? Because... I just...
0: The, the players who they're going to be looking to build, like my point about the youth, is just that those guys are going to be cheap. The players who they're going to be bringing in are, you know, Benedict Matherin and, and draft picks and younger guys who probably aren't going to be on big veteran max, you know, right. And and, and
1: to that point, the Pacers are in, and not in, they're not in win now mode. They're not in win soon mode. Hell, they can't even see the land of where win is yet. So like, it's not like if we give them this money now, oh man, now we can't go get Damian Lillard or now we can't go get Donovan Mitchell. Cause you weren't, you weren't in that mode anyway. You weren't in, you weren't in that stratosphere anyway. So Maybe it's just a, a means of locking Tyrese Halliburton up so we know we can we can move forward with it. But we can move forward um, to the last player that we think good or big contract, but how big? And that's y'all boy, Tyrese Maxey. I'm almost afraid to ask you guys the question of how big do you think it is. Jake, I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit for not just slapping Tyrese Maxey right into the into the guaranteed max contract range.
0: I didn't do I the You like He would have been in there. If, if oh, I had made okay. this list, he would have been in there just based off principle.
1: Um, I give, I give Matt, I say what you did there, based off principle, but yeah. I give Matt just as much credit. I actually might give well, Matt more credit. Uh,
2: honestly, <laughs> the way Maxi's contract's going to work if, if they don't trade him in some kind of, not that they're, but like he's, it's a, there's a chance they trade him just because they're in win now mode and he's a valuable asset. But so, the max, if he were to get a max contract, it wouldn't kick in uh, the twenty twenty three twenty four season. It would kick in the season after, so that would be it. Would just replace the Tobias contract essentially on the payroll. So it, it slots in, so the timing works. But Tobias' contract isn't quite a max, and it's 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 so the the Sixers are such a weird team where. The, ro- the way the roster, ch- what you can you can't project the roster like a year in advance for, because.
1: Mm. Especially with Daryl Moore in the front office. Because, oh, to be, because
2: 13 months ago, Ben Simmons was the second best player on the one seat in the East. And mm-hmm. now he's a laughingstock. And it's, it, it's just really hard to gauge exactly. And the look at Jim, the Jimmy Butler gone and out the Al Horford gone and out and, it's fast moving doors. I just don't think Maxi has gotten to the point where he's proved himself to be a max level player yet. I think he's a great guy to be the third best player on a contender, and that's where he fits contract wise.
0: Y'all must have forgot who's going to bat for Tyrese Maxi. A man by oh. the name of Rich Paul is entering that office, and if you yeah, don't think man. he's going to throw his weight around yeah, when the are looking for extra uh, assets, yeah, players to man. bring in,
1: I, like I well, think, I mean, to that point, Rich Paul don't want any of his players in Philly. So if it comes to wearing contract disputes, Maxie, guess what? You, Rich Paul, is like the only agent in the NBA where the player works for Chris Paul, or for Rich Paul. Like Maxie, sorry buddy, but you know where you're going. You're going to LA with all my other clients. Sure. You're going to I don't care if LA you don't want to go there. You know, yeah. That's um, what
0: I, I think a lot of it will deter, Will depend on, as Matt said, what the team looks at that time. I feel very confident in saying they're going to give him a sizable extension. As big as you're going to see Tyler Harrow get. Um, maybe it's not a max contract, and the only reason I say maybe not is as Joel ages, I think there's going to be more of... A, I guess, directive, or or they're going to start to lean on some of the guys who have been around here for a while, saying, Tyler. like, look, this is we have three more years with Joel before he starts really falling off a cliff. Let's maybe it's let's uh let's do your contract so that it's back loaded. And in the cup in the early years, he's not making more than you know, 18, 20 million, and then at the end he's making 40 million. I don't know what they could do. I would just think that it's going to depend on how the Harden thing shakes out. And then probably, right, they probably might feel comfortable just giving him Toby's money, but it's going to be up in the air. And for that reason, I don't think it's obvious that he gets it.
1: Why I don't think it's obvious is because I think Tyrese Maxey, exactly what you said, Matt, has proved himself to be the third best player on a contender team. But a third best player on a contender team is one of the best movable pieces an NBA team has if you want to go get a bigger star. And Maxey might find himself in a sign and trade situation next year if this season runs its course, and you guys say you guys get to the Eastern Conference Finals or even a Finals run, and you're like, "We're right there, but we need one more player. We need one more Brad Beal, Donovan Mitchell, whoever. We need one more for that championship." And you look around the squad, and who's gonna get you that player? And and is movable, and and you're willing to trade. Tyrese Maxey gets you that player, so. And, if, and that's why he's also in limbo to me because he could play his way into a cemented role for you guys. And I go, I know the city would love that, but business wise, Tyrese Maxby to me remains movable for a star for a top level star. He remains movable, which means that sign and trade is not going to be a max. Well, m- could maybe be. not,
0: but if it happens, like if he moves for KD, I would think you definitely like if he's moving for a star and he's the main piece. I would think that that team probably maxes him just because you're moving your star for likely the biggest piece in the package being Tyrese Maxey. Maybe that doesn't automatically mean he gets it, but I actually think that would help his value because then it's not like you're not, you know, for us, he's the third best player. For someone else, he's there. He's now their future. He is the guy they're going to mm-hmm. build around. So I will say that I've opened my eyes and I, was, I, I said it when we initially first talked about it, but I'm at peace if they trade Tyrese Maxey for a big-time player. That's okay. Well, I'm okay with it.
1: If, if, if I think if you guys end up trading Tyrese Maxey for a star, you all should go to Tyrese Maxey and just give him a formal handshake and say thank you. Because that you might have been the sacrificial lamb, but you were the, the, the domino to fall for a bigger picture, a puzzle piece for a bigger picture bigger picture this is what had to happen and i'm sorry it had to be you but you're gonna ultimately and it's probably what no player ever wants to hear but we might win a championship because of that because of how well you played yourself into that situation as a steal in the draft as a guy who made one of the biggest jumps from year one to year two like you you did all of that for us, and it manifested us in a big three that's going to win us a championship. So thank
2: you. When we traded for Jimmy Butler, I felt that way about Covington and Shari. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. I still still
2: love Roco. Where
1: is he now? Portland. honestly
2: don't know. He's had injury issues.
1: LAC. That's right. Uh, He's at the Clippers. Yeah. Hope the brother's doing okay, which we have our eyes on the Clippers too. You guys covered that John Wall situation. Really good. The last player... Or the last category that we got to do before we wrap up this this talk, wrap up this YouTube video, is that we got no clue what they're going to do. And there's one player really who falls into it. We could all see say what we think they're going to do. The second overall pick in last year or in the 2020 draft, James Wiseman of the now world champion Golden State Warriors, next year will be up for a contract and all the potential in the world. You could justify to anyone that he's going to be a star at one point in the league, but we literally have zero game tape to back that up. So, what do the Warriors do? I have no, I, oh, no idea what James Wiseman demands, but it's got to be something, right?
2: Yeah. They trade I him before the rest of the That's league finds out he stinks. Because I, I really do. I don't think he's a good NBA player. Really? I really? Think was, no, I don't, like, I don't agree with that. Like, I just... Not last year, obviously, when they won the title and he didn't play, but the year before, before he got hurt, once I know it was his rookie year, but once he got hurt, the Warriors got so much better, and they went on their run and Steph played better, and Wiseman just was such a negative player his rookie year, and then they win a title without him his second year. I think I wasn't that high on him coming out of, um, college and he really didn't play much in college anyway. <laughs> and am I am right about that, right? Yeah, he yeah, good. he
0: didn't he didn't play. Kyrie, a
2: ton. Kyrie type season. Yeah. He got banned he out there. He got, yeah, there he got banned. He did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he got banned. And so I just I think the Warriors are trying to trade in with Sacramento and get <laughs> way too much more is hey, well,
0: uh, probably all theirs. I'm, <laughs> if it's a bad trade, they are in. They are in on any <laughs> bad trade. So I I I agree with you. I think that what they're going to try and do is rehab his value as much as they can by playing him with Steph. and not only that, like specifically having initiatives to, like, hey, let's get him in a lot of pick and rolls against soft teams and soft matchups, mm-hmm. so that he can look like he's dominating, and then move him to, and look, look, he is still super young. I don't have it right here in and front of me.
1: Su- like he's all raw, raw talent, like.
0: He could add a three ball to his game and become a totally different player. So I'm I don't want to write him off yet, but he's not getting a big contract. Like even if he does have a good year, he would have to have like a Zion type year over an entire year. Like a 21 sit high per shooting percentage, which is not going to happen. So like
1: he'll probably I don't
0: think he gets extended by the Warriors. I think he'll be traded.
1: Why why I right now where we sit. If I had to choose one, i choose he gets traded because I think the Warriors in this title run realize how much is in the tank of Steph Curry. You got a full year of Clay Thompson to rehab and play, so he's going to come back better. Draymond realizes what he can do on the court and is, is going to settle into that role. Andrew Wiggins is good all of a sudden. So you're like, well, we got more with that. Jordan Poole's good all of a sudden. So you're like, wow, we got more with that. Um, so you have those pieces that have blossomed for you. But why I... Why I can see them extending them is because the Warriors are one of those teams to me now that seem like we never want to go back to being bad. As long as the same people are here, as long as Bob Myers and Steve Kerr and the same people who are running the franchise are here, we don't want to go back to being bad. We don't want to go back to drafting three times in the lottery back to back to back years. And if we don't want to do, if we want to ward that off, sign Wiseman for when Steph inevitably starts to take a downturn, for when Clay inevitably starts to take a downturn. And now we can peacefully transition from the Steph Curry era to the James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, Jordan Poole era. And that's the only reason I see them extending Wiseman and keeping him on the payroll is that when Steph leaves, I want to make sure we're prepared for life beyond our current stars.
0: Yeah, It's NBA, NBA, golden state, never bad again. Never,
1: never being ba- bad
0: again. I agree with you though. They, they had that one year stinking and
1: never bad again. You had that one wanted to take for a minute? That's good, yo. <laughs> around. There's a
0: couple options.
1: I like that. I like that. All right. We're almost out of time for this episode of Straight Facts. It's been good. We've been trying to monitor NBA free agency, NFL drama. But as always, we can get some shots up at the buzzer. You guys, some, guys got something to say at the
2: buzzer? I got to um, shout out the Philadelphia Stars for making hey, the, the, the USFL the championship game. And then their quarterback got hurt, and the once they, they came back, their quarterback got hurt, and then they Philly lost.
1: Sports, huh? um, Philly sports, huh?
2: Philly <laughs> um, sports. But y'all uh, Birmingham? also, Birmingham got an unfair advantage because they had eleven home games because they play every game was in Birmingham, Alabama for the OSFL. Um, mm. But what, whatever, I watched. I watched like an hour of it. It's nice to see like a season ended because like a lot of these leagues they end after like six weeks. It's nice to see that they got a season to like work and they played the season and there was a con- conclusion and it looks like like there's a plan for next year too. Um, I just want my one request is I want Philadelphia Stars football to be played in Philadelphia. I'd like to go to a game. I'd like to pay 20 bucks for really good tickets to watch a bunch of uh, division 1 college players who never got drafted play football. I think and in Division
1: pop. Two, West Westchester got about yeah. Westchester got about four or five players in that league. Mag Golden Rams all over the place. Oh wow!
2: Didn't, yeah, I should, I should have paid attention to that. That's that's awesome.
1: Yeah, Dre Elder, Shane Griffin, and there's just a couple other ones, but yeah, they've been all over. But I agree, I agree. Once that league starts to put, you know, it, it got great press this past year. All every game was on NBC. Every game was nationally televised, and also so-
2: ESPN refused to show any highlights on anything of it because of their contract with the NFL. So they overcame that, which is incredibly yeah. impressive. Yeah.
1: And, and ESPN smart. You see how much buzz that league is getting. We'd be foolish not to cover it. It's 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 blossoming. It's for real. So
0: um, I don't know if they will. They did the same thing with the NHL when they didn't have the rights. They would just like, you couldn't find NH unless you really looked for it. You couldn't find NHL on their site uh, until they resigned the TV deal. Then it's all over the place, but that's everywhere. Um, yeah, for my at the buzzer, Sarah and I have been doing Hello Fresh. Are you familiar?
1: Yeah. I think it's I think it's a tremendous idea.
0: It's a great idea because I'm really lazy and I never know what to get, but I like eating mm-hmm. like good meals. And it has me eating stuff I was like eating, like making and eating zucchini and stuff. Yeah, I like, never you know, thought I would be regularly eating. It gets eating you that, out the so. it
1: gets you out your normal palate and stuff. Yeah. And,
0: and yeah, I this is this is not a paid advertisement but i am giving them a ringing endorsement i've loved uh i've loved what they've done so far and there's like a really good you get like 16 meals for free over like three deliveries so i'm always there for a good deal you guys know me uh so
1: you said right. free food and you bring it to my door yeah. right what, what Subs- else right. Subs- so exactly. <laughs> uh, that's that's so what's fun. new
0: with me this week.
1: What's your, what's your favorite HelloFresh meal that you've had so far?
0: It was like this mango salsa shrimp tacos. The mango salsa Ooh. went crazy hard. Oh I was eating these peppers like I've never, I don't even know what the peppers are called. I've never seen anything yeah. look like them before, cutting them up, put them in there, gave it a shot. It was really good.
1: If I had to recommend one, but it's our, my family's favorite, it's the tostadas, like the beef tostadas, and it comes with like this chipotle sour cream on it. Yeah, bro, oh, that's good. Gotta, let me put you up on game to to quote our guy Lavar. me put you up on game one time, um, but yeah, yo, HelloFresh a great idea, man. Congrats yeah, to you and sir in a new spot. Jake coming from us from a, a new spot too, man. See, See, he See new there. office. Yeah, yeah. backdrop different. Um, all right, y'all ready for my at the buzzer?
0: Oh, oh boy, here we go.
1: Let's see. The food, the food thing happened again at work. The food thing happened again. It's as, as shocking as it is, a, a different way, but people need to stay away from my food. Question. Like, go ahead. Same person? No, no, different person, Matt, okay. which is why it's even more frustrating. It must be something in the water over there at Dick Sporting Goods. But let me take you through the day. I'm working on a Sunday. I don't normally work Sunday, so I'm you know, already a little stressed. I want to be here. It's my lazy day. So I'm eating Chipotle, and I won't say his name, but someone who I'm, I'm I got a good working relationship with, working relationship with. He walks in as forks go into my mouth. Jake, you know that's my most vulnerable point. Fork going into my mouth. He comes in, and this is what I knew it was troubling. Oh, James, that looks good. <laughs> you hear the hungering uh, over your meal. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked up like, like oh no, like oh. I've been through. The, I've seen this movie before, so that he says that it walks out. So I'm like, okay, maybe he just you know he's hungry. Maybe just made the point. Then comes back in. I knew on the comeback, this is when we're about to get into it. So he comes back in. He's like, he's like, hey, you uh, you want to share? And I'm like,
2: hey oh. man, like, yeah, D- Matt. Wait, that's wait. that's such a terrible thing to say because you paid for it. I
1: hate that. I hate that. If I offered it to, you, it's one thing, but like the. Pull up from thirty-five. You want to share? Like, no, man, that's it's not so bold. It's
2: one thing say, can I have a bite, but can I? Do you want to share? That's that's a whole level of like boldness.
1: Too comfortable. I'm not. I'm, that's I'm not comfortable like that with anybody. But let me continue because it gets worse. So I'm like, hey, man, like you know, it's my only dinner of the night. I'm not, you know, I have, I don't have anything else to eat. I've been here since since one. It's six thirty. Like I'm kind of just trying to enjoy my dinner and then you know enjoy my break. And this is a guy who he knows I'm, I'm big Puma fam. He likes Puma too. So he's given me a pair of Puma sweatshirts or Puma sweatpants. He's given me a Puma jersey. So he's given me some Puma merch. And so I didn't know he gave it to me as leverage though. So he uses it. He's like, oh, really? Like the, the guy who's given you all the Puma stuff and the guy who's, who's looked out for you, your boy, you're not going to help. I'm like, really? Like, oh, I'll give you this, I'll give you this jersey back tomorrow. Well, I'll give him sweatpants back tomorrow. So I'm like, all right, I'm like, all right, man, whatever. Like, what, like, what do you want? You want a couple bites? Like, I'm not gonna give you half. And He's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not looking for half. I'm like, all right, you can have a couple bites. And he goes, a couple bites. I'm like, oh, you greedy too. Like yo, like yo. I'm like, what, what are you looking for? And he's like, oh, no, Just a third. I'm like, you want a third? You want 33 percent of my Chipotle bowl? Like you really just asked for that? Like, you want You a sizable? I-
0: like I feel like somehow you live like a sitcom outside of this podcast. Like no, that is man. like no, a with a coworker about the percentage of my food, of food, my that they, food that they strong armed you into offering. <laughs> Here's here, look, James. You know I'm petty. You know I like to get back to people. Get square. We're going to end all of this. The next <laughs> time someone makes a circle and he circles and leaves, when you get the inkling someone wants your food. People, and especially don't go too crazy, people of my um tone, don't take kindly to spice. sometimes spice really jacks mm-hmm. them up. so mm-hmm. if you can ou the hot sauce on it, whatever portion of food you're giving them, just make it crazy spicy, and then they will stop they will stop unless they like like a ton of the spice. Continue.
1: Could it could backfire? Now I've created a monster.
2: If you're if you're okay with them thinking you're nuts, the the thing to do would be to return the puma stuff, but get that Chipotle order for yourself. But like smear some of it on like, <laughs> and it's <just> like it's <laughs> just stay. I, like an, it, and, like, and, like, and, like are you talk about
1: living a sitcom. That sounds like the episode of Friends when Ross had to had to become the crazy guy in the office, so people stop eating his food maybe i just maybe what they call them mental geller maybe i gotta be mental jackson maybe i gotta be a crazy guy that you never want to approach because i like and why it's a sitcom jake truly is because when these things happen to me no one's around like i'd be looking around like how am i how is no one seeing this you gotta look when I rec-
0: to the imaginary camera
1: yeah like i gotta break the fourth wall like are y'all can y'all believe this cue laugh track in the background because like I tried to go tell this to my... to my co- And they're like, really? He- no, he didn't. I'm like, yes, he did. He yeah. really... Like, turkey vulture circled my food and then made a dive for it.
0: Yeah. And
1: he- you know what the worst part about the story is, y'all?
0: You gave it he to He got him.
1: it. He got <sighs> it. He got it. He sat down next to me and was watching. I couldn't do it. Like, I, I'd rather him be eating than watching me eat the whole time. Like, I'm so weird about... Like, if I could be in a cubicle, like in a clear box around me eating my food, I, I promise you, I do it for every meal. So I can talk to you. I can see you, but you physically can't get into my food. Like I really would love to do that.
0: Yeah. That's, that's James. You would love, here's, here's my recommendation for you. You would be a hit. You would be a sensation on the subreddit. Am I the asshole? And it essentially, it's, it's, it's no, it's essentially a subreddit where people pose these ridiculous situations what they did about them. And then they asked the question, am I the asshole for this? So I would say you should, you should do something back and then have the people of Reddit let you know where they stand.
1: I just couldn't believe he leveraged the stuff. That's crazy. Did. That is crazy. And then asked for 33.33% of my Chipotle. Just, I'm just unbelievable. Just ask, just he not want me to pay for lunch? Absolutely. Mike or, or Matt. Oh, it's just, that was his name. But Matt, like, absolutely. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know another man's pockets. I'll never assume another man's income, but he makes more than I do. We worked the same hour. So I know he's. He I, bring will, it I would have just me.
2: told him, this is my order. You like it. Chipotle's. We're down the street or whatever it is, so downstairs, downstairs. downstairs. <laughs> we like you guys been to the KOP Mall? Oh yeah. You know where this is,
1: and you know where the food court is. It's literally downstairs, and they got a Chipotle app, so you don't even got to wait in line, man. They'll let you know when it's ready. You walk your behind three hundred feet, pick it up, and walk your behind back. And they give them all discount. Actually, there's no, there's no, there's no. There's no justification for his actions. That's action. craziness. That's conduct detrimental to the team, and he should be served as suspension. He really should, because I can't take it anymore. But that's all the time we have for this episode of Straight Facts. A lot of players in the NBA got problems. I got a bigger one at work, so we'll digress. But as always, shout out to everyone in the Up On Game Network, LeVar Arrington, Plexico Burris, T.J. Housman. Zada. Make sure you guys are subscribing so not only they're, they're – Podcast platforms on Spotify and Apple. Make sure you're subscribing to their YouTube page because your boys here are all over it. And that's James Jackson, my guys, Jake Galley, Ed Stat, Matt Robinson. These have been the facts. Straight up. I just re-